0: Good morning, everyone. So, I want to talk a little bit about our pretty fantastic weekend we had last week. The great joy of celebrating for the diocese, seven men ordained to the priesthood, four of those being from wisdom. Very hard for me to sort of describe what that weekend meant for me as a pastor, To be able to see four guys that I got into the seminary in 2012 and we walked through for six years to be ordained, it's something that uh, every priest dreams of. You get at least one experience, but to have four at the same time, it was quite overwhelming. As a parish, of course, to see so many people come together for the masses to be able to celebrate together. know i've been hearing about it in texts and calls all week how meaningful and joyful of an occasion it was for our parish community and then of course for the diocese the bishop was excited seven new men ordained to the priesthood on that beautiful day and all those first masses so i really sort of wanted to use today is an opportunity to thank everyone who made last weekend's ordination Palooza such a success. Of course, the ordinands, their friends and family who put so much work in to getting things together, to making the masses special. In particular way, our staff here at Wisdom who spent literally months working, making th- sure things were arranged, making sure everything was perfect, all of those who cleaned and decorated the church, who arranged the pews, the servers, the ushers, the sisters for their good work and making sure everything was prepared for the liturgies. And of course, probably most importantly, the ladies who in the jean Hall threw not one, but four consecutive receptions. One of them said, Father, you know, if you have a, a wedding reception, it's, it's, it's sort of like that, except instead of having four brides, you have of one bride, you have four. And instead of having brides, you have men who don't tell you what they want and have no taste. And so you got to figure it out all yourself. So really appreciative, appreciate everyone who put um, so much work into that. However, I, and again, I'm not saying this is good or bad, but I think it's just the reality. In, in five years, in 10 years, in 15 years, when people look back on the weekend, I'm not too sure they're gonna think of the wonderful homilies or the beautiful vestments or music or the wonderful little cookies they had that I ate about 10 of them uh, at a time when we were at the reception. Instead, what people are gonna remember is those video at video on Facebook of those four priests dancing at their party. I don't know. How many of you witnessed that? But as of this morning, we've had 185,000 views. So what happened was uh, the four guys from Wisdom, who are a Dane, sort of pulled together and had this big party at River Oaks. Nickel beer was playing. They had all kinds of great food. Towards the end of the night, I wasn't there. I was tired. I went to bed at about 830. They played the Isley Brothers Shout. I don't know what it was, spontaneous movement of the spirit, they all started dancing. Well, fortunately, someone got it on film on their iPhone. Uh, Of course, the culmination was Father Kyle White being basically, you know, crowd surf like he was at a Pearl Jam concert or something like that. (laughs) And of course, someone sent it to me the next day. I said, hey, let's see if this goes viral, and it did. Uh, It was spread all around and so over the course of the week I enjoyed watching the video but more importantly reading the hundreds if not thousands of comments now and a vast majority 98 99 percent of the people absolutely loved it. They talked about the joy and the happiness and how proud they were of these priests people who weren't even Catholic weren't even Christian weren't even believers from all over the world It was shared so many times, but this week, I kind of got away, and as I was sitting on the beach, relaxing, I thought a lot about why this video ended up being so popular. Why people just lost their minds, and we had thousands of shares of this video. Even one of the Catholic news sources picked it up. And so I thought it could be a number of different reasons. One is just the novelty. I mean, people don't normally see priests breaking out in spontaneous dance or crowd surfing. And so just like so many things that you see on Facebook, the novelty of it, of course, I'm sure draws people. The other thing, possibly, is the the, the very good dance moves of Father Keenan Brown. We know Father, Ke- Father Keita Brown, of course, came to the our nation. Did he come to any of the first masses? No. Did he come to any of the parties here? No, but he was going to be at that party that night because there was going to be some food, there was going to be some beer, and there was going to be some dancing. So Father Brown was doing a pretty good job dancing. We already know that uh, his last video, dancing at the Ball and Bash, got about 50,000 views. I said, well, <laughs> these guys stopped you, Brown. He was pretty disappointed, but he was excited. But The thing that I think, and and reading the comments that struck me the most, and this is I guess sort of the point of my my homily, is the reason people liked it and the reason it spoke to so many people was because it showed the humanity, the approachability of these priests. They weren't sort of far away, they weren't distant. They weren't high and mighty, but they were there in the midst of the crowd, dancing, celebrating, being human, and showing that they were real people. And this is what struck so many people, particularly people maybe who've never encountered priests, who don't know who priests are. The humanity of these men was a profound witness to hundreds of thousands of people. Now. I'm going to be honest. Why this is so attractive to people kind of in a certain sense blows my mind because I'm a priest. I know how human priests can be. Father Aquinas knows how human priests can be. So this is like not some sort of a revelation to me. I know because I know my own humanity. And I know that most of the priests that I hang around with are pretty normal guys. They like to have a good time. They like to have a little fun. They make mistakes sometimes. But the fact of the matter is most Catholics, what is their experience of the priest? One hour a week. That's it. And we're up here being kind of formal, preaching, and doing mass. Now granted, our lady wisdom or many college campuses, the students know that's different because they sort of live with the priest. Any of the people here, y'all, y'all were students, y'all know my humanity. You've seen me on a bad day. You understand how it can be. But most people don't experience that. They don't know it. The priest is just this guy who kind of moves around in the sanctuary. Even more, people who are not Catholic, with all they know about a priest or what they see on TV or what they read about, to see priests being human it was like I've been reading, I was reading a book about these early explorers in the Amazon. It was like the natives seeing these guys come in, they were freaking out. They didn't know what this was at all. It was like an alien from another planet. That's what most people who are not Catholic think pre-star. Aliens from other planets. They have no experience that these are real human beings. And so that's the insight. And I think it's something that teaches us or can teach us about the essence and the importance of the priesthood and what makes a good priest. I'm not going to argue that this is what we call the sense of the faithful. It's a little bit more complicated than that. But when we see or when I see a response from so many people, Catholics and non-Catholics alike, to a video like this, I think it shows that there's something important that we can learn about the nature of priesthood. That I can learn as a priest about the nature of priesthood. And so as I thought and prayed about it more, yes, it's the humanity, yes, it's approachability, but it's something more. And it's a word that I have talked about or used a lot over the course of the past several years in my preaching and in my work with people. And that word is the vulnerability. Vulnerability the word, of course, comes from the Latin word vulnus, which means wounded. A person who's vulnerable is able to be wounded. And I'm not necessarily saying uh, that the priests here are like emotionally vulnerable or spiritually vulnerable. That's not what I mean. But a person who is vulnerable exposes himself or herself to being hurt, to being damaged, to being wounded. Now, in that video, you could certainly say Father Kyle White was the most vulnerable because he was the one they could have dropped. And he could have gotten hurt. I was talking to Bishop Desitell this week, and he had seen the video, and he loved it. And he said, "Boy, I'm glad it was Father White up there, and not Father Brent Smith." <laughs> that would have been really—he wouldn't have been the only person who had been hurt if he dropped. But the thing is, is the vulnerability of the priest not hidden behind a white tower, in an ivory tower, not hidden behind walls, but out there in the middle of the people exposed as it were this is what makes a good priest this is what the priest is supposed to be sort of like what pope francis talked about early in his pontificate the priest is the one who has the smell of the sheep and who gives us the perfect example of this jesus jesus who is the high priest who makes himself vulnerable without that accessibility Without that vulnerability, in fact, I'm going to make the argument, he can't really be an effective priest. He becomes vulnerable by God becoming man, particularly as a little baby. Herod was trying to kill him. That's a vulnerability. But looking at the gospel today, it makes a very, very clear point that Jesus was in the middle of the crowd. They were hemming and around him so the woman could touch him to be healed. But it also gave the opportunity for anyone to kill him for anyone to destroy him. But Jesus didn't remove himself from that that situation. And of course, the greatest example is Christ's vulnerability on the cross, exposed and wounded, both his priest and both his victim. And so the good priest, the nature of the priest, who's going to be conformed to Christ is one who's going to make himself vulnerable. Now, I'm not saying, again, the priest should be this vulnerable where he's going to expose all of his secrets uh, from the pulpit He's not going to cross boundaries in inappropriate ways. He's going to respect others. And indeed, there's a dignity and a reverence that needs to go with the priesthood. But the individual priest is going to find or work to strike that balance, to learn how to be present, but still be that mediator, that priest, and that victim. But the vulnerability, that ability, or that willingness to be wounded, to put himself in the middle of the crowd is important Because the fact of the matter is, without that, the priest cannot die. The priest is called to be priest, but he's also called to be victim. To give his life for his people. Why? In order that they may have life. That's the real goal of the priesthood. Not to sit here and impose rules or, or make life miserable on people or tell people what to do, as important as that might be but he's there to be like Jesus and to bring life. But in order to do that, he's got to be willing to put others first, to be willing to die to himself, to be able to give his life. And we see that in the example of Jesus. He talks about the seed that must die in order to blossom and bring forth life. Christ on the cross dies so there can be the resurrection. Today, what do we see in the scriptures? Christ comes to bring life to the daughter of Jairus, the synagogue official. And so it is through that vulnerability that leads to the death of self that ultimately brings forth life in the world and life in the church. And so that's what I sort of ask you all to do today. Pray for me, to pray for Father Aquinas, to pray for all priests, but in particular, seven guys who were ordained, we all want them to be good priests. After the celebration, after the viral video goes past, they still have to be active and working in the world and in the church. And so pray that they can be good priests, vulnerable in the midst of the people, accessible so that they can serve, but ultimately be willing to die to themselves so that they can bring a life of grace those whom they serve. Amen.